Welcome to our Friday devotional on our journey through some of the highlights of Mark's Gospel. Today we consider chapter 14, verses 12 to 21. As we come to the final days leading up to Jesus' death on the cross, we see that all that happens to Jesus coincides with the Passover festival. That annual religious festival for the Jews, which celebrates God rescuing his people from slavery in Egypt. We are introduced to this fact in verse 12, when the disciples ask, Where will you have us go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? J.C. Ryle says, We cannot doubt for a moment that it was not by chance, but by God's providential appointment that our Lord was crucified in the Passover week and on the very day that the Passover lamb was slain. It was meant to draw the attention of the Jewish nation to him as the true Lamb of God. In terms of the room for celebrating the Passover, the disciples clearly had no worry about it, for Jesus clearly has it in hand. As verses 13 to 15 tell us, Going to the city, Jesus says, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him, and wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, Where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. There prepare for us. And in verse 16, the disciples set out and went to the city, and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. Everything was exactly as Jesus said it would be. God's words always come to pass. When God says it will happen, it will. And that's why we can have such assurance with regard to his promises to us in the Bible. And as they were eating the meal, the disciples learned something that distresses them. In verse 18, Jesus says, One of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. Though Jesus had prophesied earlier, Mark chapter 10, that this would happen, none of them had really taken it in. And so one by one in verse 19, they began to be sorrowful, and to say to him one after another, Is it I? The question is put in such a way that it expects a negative answer from Jesus. No, of course not. Judas apparently used these words, and perhaps that's one of the reasons why Jesus spoke so sternly about the terrible responsibility that the betrayer would bear. In verse 21, Woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed, it would have been better for that man if he had not been born. But notice Jesus does not give a name. He simply adds a new bit of information. In verse 20, it is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the dish with me. Why this statement? Well, firstly, it emphasises the shoddy, mean, worthless character of the betrayer. This is one who has eaten with Jesus and shared his hospitality. Secondly, it highlights the depth of Jesus' suffering, that he should be treated in such a shoddy, 
treacherous way by one who's eaten intimately with him. Thirdly, it emphasises that Jesus is not going to be taken by surprise in this. He knows exactly what is happening. And fourthly, it gives Judas an opportunity to examine himself, to take stock and even yet sort things out. It is a final warning to Judas. But notice the remarkable poise and dignity that Jesus shows in the midst of this great crisis in his life. In verse 21, for the Son of Man goes as it is written of him. And here is Jesus completely submitted to the scriptures, the word of God. God has spoken. It is in the purposes of God. At no point in Jesus's ministry is his submission to the scriptures more frequently mentioned than in these last hours of his life. Jesus's death was no accident, nor ultimately a tragedy. His death was planned by the Father for our salvation. Here is an important reason why Christians should believe and submit to the scriptures, the word of God, the Bible. Because Jesus did, and he is our great example. Join me on Monday.